0: Hi, everybody. We're back at it again, and so glad that you're back with us again, uh, as we press on this journey um, through our audio devotionals. I'm looking forward to this time again, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a break today since it went long yesterday. So let's pray and we'll get into the text. God, we thank you uh, for another day of life, for the reminder that uh, you love us, and the reminder now as we get into your word that you love us and want to reveal yourself to us, that you want to speak to us. We pray that uh, as we do what we need to do to fix our eyes on you and to open our hearts to you, that you would also keep distractions far from us, help us to um, hear what it is that you have for us, and we ask it in faith according to the identity of Jesus. Amen. Today we're going to read Exodus chapter four, verses one through 17. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored, like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. Yesterday, we read of God's great revelation to Moses. Uh, and his great call on Moses' life. God's love for his people was going to be made visible in opposing and overcoming one of the great powers of the ancient world. And he had graced Moses with the honor of being his representative in Egypt when he would set his people free. Despite God's confidence in Moses, though, we see in today's passage that Moses was incredibly hesitant to the point of asking god for somebody else to represent him again and again over and over he expressed to god why he wasn't the right man for the job what if the hebrew elders don't believe me or listen to me god i've I've never been eloquent i'm slow of speech and tongue pardon me lord but please send somebody else Why is it that Moses responded with so much resistance to God's call on his life? We've already talked at length throughout his story that he was an alien in the true sense of the word. I imagine it was that Moses carried a a deep sense of both insecurity and inferiority. I, I wonder if he had become so broken that he had simply accepted his lot in life and was attempting to make the best of it. We see something very important in how God responds to Moses. It's a point that we touched on yesterday, but I think it's so significant, and frankly, so missed by so many Christians that it's worth revisiting. Instead of convincing Moses that he had what it took, he revealed to Moses, that he already had everything that he needed in himself. Moses felt defeated before he even began because of his obvious lack of power. But God wanted Moses to know that the victory was already won because of the depth of his power. He He made it plain to Moses. He turned a shepherd's staff into a snake and back again, then made Moses hand leprous before restoring it back to normal. As incredible as these signs were, Moses continued to compromise his faith by fixating on his own deficiencies. God, I can't talk right. You you need someone who is calm and collected. I I just stumble under pressure. God's response is to the point. You're right. You can't but what does it matter? Who made your mouth? I did. It was me. And I didn't just make your mouth, but I made all of you. And I made all of you for this moment. I don't need you to talk right. Just let me express my power through you. I wonder about two things. The first is this, are you able to relate to Moses at all? I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you were convinced that God was leading you, but you wouldn't go because of your weaknesses or insecurities? Maybe there's even an area of your life right now where you sense that this is happening. For me, it's most often in the areas of evangelism and associating with the poor. And I have to be honest, even as I say those words out loud, I I struggle to remain grounded in my true identity in Christ and not be overcome by shame. I mean, seriously, telling people the good news, the greatest news they could ever hear, that God loves them and is offering them an eternal life-giving relationship with himself in Christ, I won't do that. The, the, The sad reality is that it's too often true i say things like you know but lord i i just don't want to make things weird i, I don't know how they're going to respond god I, I stumble over my words lord frankly i'm just not really gifted in this area and associating with the poor isn't that fundamental to being a christian to to representing jesus in the world isn't that what he teaches plainly in the gospels I must admit that it absolutely is yet the reality is that my life is absolutely not defined by obedience in this area. Here's the second thing I wonder about, will you, and honestly, will I today let go of our doubts and deficiencies and insecurities and let God express his power in our lives? The the message of God is love, mercy, grace, and hope. And his mis- mission is rescue, redemption, and resurrection. We can change. More accurately, he can change us if we want to be changed. So again, I ask the question, will you today let go of your doubts, deficiencies, and insecurities, and let God express his power in your life. I have to believe that we all want this. I know I do. So let's be specific, let's take action on this today. Let's give up on ourselves and give ourselves to God. Let's stop getting distracted by our power and live courageously in his. Lord, it's uh, according to your grace and identity that we ask for these things. Change us, make us new, and move powerfully in our lives. We love you and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.